0: This story happened 12 years ago when I was 19. Before I start, it's really important to know that I was a short, petite, blonde female. I was 5'1", and I weighed around 108 pounds. I always appeared younger than I am, and back then I looked around 15 at the most. Anyway, my boyfriend and I had just booked our first ever cruise trip, which covered mainly European countries but also tunisia on a cruise the boat stops off at each country and all passengers have the opportunity to leave the boat for a set amount of time and explore the area we took full advantage and got off at every stop really enjoying the culture and lapping up the sun something strange happened before we were scheduled to get off the ship in tunisia all of the passengers wanting to leave the ship had gathered in the area designated to meet And the coordinator was instructing everyone on timings to be back for as well as any other information we needed to know after this a staff member no one of great importance then appeared he pulled my boyfriend over in private and he then told him not to take me off the ship today he didn't really give much of an explanation just repeating a few times that it was really dangerous and i should stay on the ship for the whole day we didn't really think too much of it as he wasn't even a manager or a coordinator. Although, we did find it strange, as no one else was told not to leave or don't go to Tunisia. I'm quite a nervous person, so I agreed with my boyfriend to stay on board, and we enjoyed a day of sunbathing on an empty deck. We really enjoyed the rest of our crew's holiday, and we quickly forgot all about the strange encounter. That is, until years later when we were watching a documentary about crimes and trafficking on cruise trips. Now, in the documentary, we had learned about how trafficking gangs would have members actually working inside the cruise ships, and how they would alert the members on the ground about potential victims. Looking back, I was the perfect victim. I appeared to be a small teenage girl with my partner who was not very threatening looking at all. He was average height with a small build and could easily be overpowered. If we had left the ship it would have been very easy to get rid of my boyfriend and kidnap me the random employee who had pulled over my boyfriend must have known that there were plans to kidnap me because no one else was pulled over and no one else was told not to leave just me this then brought our attention to something else that happened on the cruise that further gave us the impression that this really was an attempted kidnapping one of the first nights it was a formal night. Everyone would dress up and have a fancy dinner, and there was also a photographer set up so that you and your party could have professional photos taken on the night and then purchase them once they were developed on the last night. My boyfriend and I jumped at the chance to have these photos taken for our memory book, and we really couldn't wait to see the final result. Now, on the last night in the designated area, everyone's photos were displayed along the walls with reference numbers so you can place your order. It was a large ship, and there were many many photos to go through to find your own. My boyfriend and I searched and searched, but our photos were nowhere to be found. We even enlisted the help of the staff to find them, but they weren't even coming up on the system. It's like they had vanished, and it never even happened. We have since theorized that this is because maybe the inside men on the ship wanted to erase evidence that I had been there, so that if I was taken, they could then argue I was never there. Maybe we really were overthinking it, or maybe we were exactly right. Anyway, I'm not really sure why that employee decided to give my boyfriend that heads up and then prevented us from leaving the ship, but I'm eternally grateful that he did. At the time of this story, I was 19, and I'm a gay male for context. The job I currently work at still had me go to Mexico for training because I'm one of the top workers. It was all paid for, so I said I would go. It was a group of six of us, two guys and four girls. Well, about two days in, three of our workers didn't want to stay extended, so they left, leaving me and the two other girls there in Mexico to help train some more. After training, we would go back to our hotel, and usually just sit at the bar for a little bit. While we were at the bar, a guy comes up to us. He sits down across from us, and he then starts chatting with us. We'll call him Rick. Rick then starts telling us that he's in Mexico for work for a couple of days, and that he's from California. We say that we're also here for work, and that we're from Colorado. Then my coworkers leave to go to the store, and that they'll be back soon. After they leave, Me and Rick are still just talking about nonsense, and at this point, I was thinking that he was flirting with me, but he was trying not to make it obvious. He said he's going to his room, and he asked for my Snapchat. I'm a little bit drunk after a few drinks, and I give it to him. I go back to my room, and this is about 30 minutes later, and he then texts me. He asked me if I wanted to hang out, and I said sure. Rick then asks if he can come to my room, I thought that this was my chance to get lucky, so I give him my room number, well a few minutes later he comes to my room, and I let him inside. I had a little bit of wine before he texted me, so I'm pretty drunk at this point. He starts chatting, and he asks if we can watch some TV. We turn on some Netflix, he turns and looks at me, and he asks me if I'm drunk. I then nodded him that I am. He then starts kissing me, and I kiss him back. He stops to ask me if my coworkers wanted to hang out too. I said that I don't know, and he then said we should go to their rooms. I got a little suspicious when he said that, and I then told him that I don't even know their rooms, even though I did. He tells me he'll be back a little later because he's going to get some food. He leaves, and then five minutes later he texts me if I know where to get tacos, and if I can go walk with him. I say yes, because right across from the hotel there's this really good taco place next to a really crowded club. So we're walking to the taco place, and I'm kind of just holding on to him because I'm still drunk. Well, the place ends up being closed, and right at that moment, this sketchy looking van pulls up. He opens the back door, and he tells me to get in. I ask him why, and he then said that it's VIP for the hotel. I asked why do I need it if the hotel is right across the street. That's when he then says it'll take me around the city, and then back to the hotel. My stomach is then telling me to go back to the hotel right now. I also want to mention that at this point, I'm starting to sober up. When I decline to get into the van, he grabs my arm, and then slowly pulls me to the van and now I can kinda see inside, and there's a guy in the back seat, and he's sitting in the dark. I pull away, and I say that I'm good, and I then rush back to the hotel. I text my coworkers everything that just happened, and I then went to one of their rooms, then breaking down in tears. I was fully sober by now, and I was so scared at what happened. About an hour later, I went back to my room, and 10 minutes later, there was knocking. I very slowly walked to the people without making a sound, and I saw the same man knocking. After I did an answer, he started pounding on the door. Someone else ended up coming out of the room because of the loud pounding, and the man then ran off after that. I never saw the man again after that. I was so terrified, and I felt so stupid for trusting a random person. Please be careful, and always be aware especially in other countries you're not familiar with. Something very badly could have happened to me, and I'm so glad that it didn't. I would like to keep my name anonymous due to a couple of my friends who listen, and I haven't told them this story. The story is also a reminder to always trust your gut and have better judgment. This happened to me in December of 2019, I went to my local small town Walmart to get a few things that I needed for a project that I was working on for my job. It was 8 o'clock at night, so it wasn't super late. When I go to Walmart or any other store for that matter, especially at night, I always tried my best to park close to the entrance and underneath a lit up light post. I went inside the Walmart, got the things I needed, and went back to my car. Now, this was probably my first mistake. I checked for my phone, and I sat in my car for a minute before driving off. A few moments passed, and I heard a knock on my window. I looked up, and I saw it was an older woman standing outside my car. Something to know about me, as I always try and give people the benefit of the doubt. What if she needs help? I questioned my head. I cracked my window only enough to hear what she would say, and not get her hand through the window this is how the conversation then went hi there young lady i noticed you walking through the parking lot and you looked like a nice girl would you like to buy some tomatoes i have some in the very back of my van she said this is when the red flag started going off in my head number one it's december in the midwest there's no homegrown tomatoes during this time of the year number two Why is she trying to sell these so-called tomatoes at 8.30 at night in a Walmart parking lot? No, thank you. I replied, hoping she would just go on about her business, and so could I. Sweetie, they're homegrown, and they're the best tomatoes you'll ever have, she said back to me. Now, at this point, I was getting a bit frustrated because I just wanted to get going, and I didn't like the vibes this woman was giving me. I grabbed my keychain out of my jacket in the slowest motion, and I gripped my pepper spray. I made sure the woman couldn't see what I was holding, but I was ready to use it just in case. Look, I'm sorry, but I don't want any tomatoes. Now if you'll excuse me, I really have to get going. I have someone waiting on me to pick them up. I replied with a more stern tone. The part of me picking someone up waiting on me was a total lie, but I figured if I said someone was expecting me, she wouldn't try anything stupid. She didn't say anything back. She just huffed and then started walking towards her stereotypical white creepy van. Now, this is important to note that our local Walmart has two parking lot entrances as well as exits, but one of them had to be closed off due to construction work. This forced me to have to drive past the van in order to leave the parking lot. I usually drive slowly through the parking lots because the people around here will walk out in front of you even if the car is moving. Out of pure curiosity, I glanced over to the van that the lady got inside of. This was when my heart then sank. I could then see the figures of three big men in the van. There were two in the back seat and one in the passenger seat. I stepped on the gas, running stop signs to get as far away from there as fast as I could. Looking back on it, I really wish I would have snapped a picture of the van and then reported to the police but my body at the time was in fight-or-flight mode, and it chose flight. While on the way home, I took a longer way which consists of a lot of turns and different side roads, just to avoid them from possibly following me. Luckily, they didn't. I will forever be grateful that I listened to my gut in this situation. I really want to spread awareness with this story. You really can't trust anyone growing up girls were always told to avoid strange men and that men are sex traffickers well let me just tell you women can be just as dangerous as men and in a weird way to explain it i feel that women are scarier because you would always assume you could trust another woman every time i look at tomatoes i always think of what could have happened to me please be safe out there everyone my name's dominique and this happened around two years ago but it still sickens me whenever i think about it i'm from california and i was hanging out with my best friend who will refer to as fernie we wanted to go to the mall during the summer since we had just gotten out of school and we wanted to go out and spend some time with each other at the time we didn't have a car to travel with so we would always go on the bus We went to the mall around 3 in the afternoon, and we practically spent the whole day there. When it eventually came nighttime, it was around 8.30pm, and the mall would be closing soon since it was a weekday. Pretty much we were the only people there since nobody really goes to the mall on the weekdays. My phone had just died, and I remember at the front of the mall there were some seats where you can plug your phone in for it to charge. Me and Fernie didn't have enough money to go on the bus, so I had no choice but to call my parents to come pick us up. While I was trying to get my phone to turn on, me and Fernie were sitting across from each other. I wasn't really paying attention to my surroundings because I was just really frustrated because I was trying to find a way home. I decided to look up for a bit, and I noticed two older guys approaching me and Fernie. I assumed that they were homeless based on the way they were dressed. And I assumed one of them wanted to take a seat, so I stood up and I gave my seat to one of the guys. As he sat down, I continued to keep trying to find a way home because my parents weren't picking up, and suddenly, I then feel Fernie standing next to me. She starts to nudge me softly to try and get my attention, but I was so irritated to even care to ask why she's nudging me because of how stressed out I was to look for a ride. All of a sudden, I feel her then grab me, she then pulls and then starts running with me and she then starts yelling at me to not stop running. At the entrance of the mall, there was a sketchy grey beat up car right in front of the entrance and we ran around it. As you can imagine, at this point I was really confused because I still didn't know why we were running. Well, I decided to look behind my shoulder and I saw the two previous guys chasing us trying to catch up. They ended up getting inside the gray car that was parked right in the entrance. Me and Fernie just kept running until we then saw a bus stop with a family there waiting for the bus. We decided to try and blend in with them. We had asked the lady for money who was trying to get on the bus, and the lady actually helped us. But so far, so many things were happening, and I still didn't really know why we were running. So once we got onto the bus, I decided to ask Fernie. Why the fuck did you do that? Why did you start running? As she was trying to catch her breath, she then said something that will forever remain in my head. She said that when I gave up my seat, the two guys wouldn't stop staring, and Fernie wasn't trying to make it obvious that she was looking at them. She then said that the guy that was sitting down was looking at the other guy across from us, and he had put up two fingers, pointing at us, as if he was suggesting that we were all alone and it was the only two of us here by ourselves. That's when they slowly started to get close to us to try and grab us. When she told me this, I started to burst into tears because if it wasn't for her, I really don't know what would have happened to us if she didn't decide to grab me and make a run for it. So about two weeks after the incident, while we're scrolling around on Instagram, we came across a page of the local news where they had put out news from our city And it was on one of the recent posts. They had talked about how two men got arrested at the mall that we were just almost kidnapped at. And it was for trying to kidnap young girls. So far, there's still one girl missing out of all the girls that they kidnapped. We're very lucky that they didn't succeed in kidnapping us. And thank God they got caught. The story is about me and three other friends on Halloween of 2022. We were all 15 except for one of us who was 16. I decided to ask them if they wanted to go to a park near my house. I figured that a break from scaring children would do us some good. I was wearing a dragon onesie with a dragon skull mask and another friend who I'll call A was wearing a mouse onesie. My friend who is 16 who I'll call friend B also brought her other friend, who we'll call Friend C. I decided, like I said, to go to the park. Everyone agreed, and our parents said yes, so we went to walk over to the park. Friend B and C were dressed up in revealing cowgirl costumes, so I was a little bit more weary because of that. We were walking down the street, and we were a few yards from the park when I noticed a black SUV driving in front of us going extremely slow. Here's a layout of the street we were on. The street is downhill and it has houses on both sides. When you get to the bottom where the park is, it makes a sharp left turn. The last house on the right has an alley between the park and said house to go to another street. Now back to the story. I noticed the car in front of us going super slow And then stopping where the walkway into the park was i thought it was strange but i kept walking when the car came to a stop a middle-aged man then stepped out and leaned against the side of the car closest to where we would be walking as soon as i saw that i tuned out of the conversation my friends were having with one another to be able to keep my focus on the man we were about three yards away if not more when my horror story senses then kicked in My hair stood up on end and my senses were on full force. I assessed my surroundings and I saw the alley to the other street. I told them as subtly as possible to go to the alleyway. So they did. I turned around as we went into the alleyway and then saw the man look at us and then came back into his car. I told them to start running. They asked why, but I was already sprinting towards my house at this point. When we finally got there, They asked what happened, and I then told them. They said that I was overreacting, but Francie said she agreed with what I did. I'd learned to trust my scary story senses after hearing all these stories. I have some other stories like this that I may or may not submit. In the end, always trust your instincts, even if nothing does seem wrong. They just might save your life. Hey, everyone. I hope you all enjoyed the stories today. As always, if you ever want to share your own story, you can send it at southerncannibal.com. I really look forward to narrating your story. And remember, to always...